Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. I don't know if they heard the whispering before I hit record. 56. 56. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, good. I was just reminding myself. I was like 55. 56. 55. No. 55. I thought you were doing it because I whispered last time. Oh, no, no. I, no. I was just because I was like, uh, what is it again? 56. I don't know if you remembered the references from previous episodes. No, I wanted Club Studio 54 and I missed it. <laughs> Studio 56. <laughs> I know. See, I could do one for like every episode if it's sports because numbers uh, are super I easy. I know, you can. They wear numbers. How you doing, Jack? <laughs> good. You've never, I don't think you've ever asked me first. No, I haven't. Uh, I'm good. School still a lot. Uh, break in a couple weeks, but always good to. Oh, do you get like a reading week soon? Yeah. Yeah. The. Oh. 22nd sweet and it's thanksgiving this weekend so happy thanksgiving everyone stay safe eat turkey well don't but tofurkey <laughs> tofurkey for us well for i'm not even doing thanksgiving i don't even know what i'm talking about right now i thought we're, we're not even doing it we should just do american thanksgiving yeah, we might have to do that because, like, nobody's home. Everybody's working. So there's just no point. I'm not going to spend all day making a turkey dinner for nobody. <laughs> so I'm just not doing it this weekend. I'm just going to read. Is this time for lives. my my Thanksgiving hot take that it shouldn't be in October? I think we should just do American Thanksgiving. I like that it's split, though, because I like that the weather is so nice. Sorry, I have something in my eye. I know you're staring at me like you're so weird. Um, I like that the weather is nice. Like in November, it could be, it could be like snowing, you know, I like, I like this time of year for Thanksgiving. But like, what's our, what's our event in November? Cause like, obviously December, obviously for, for the rest of the world. Well, the world should be celebrating you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's American Thanksgiving. No, oh, Remembrance Day. Yeah, but are you having guys? Let's have Remembrance Day dinner. Party, yeah, party, <laughs> big party, big bash at my place. It's a very important day. It but, is. You're right. But it's not like ah yes, Remembrance Day is coming up. I'm yeah, so excited. That is true. It's more like mm, somber. Remembering, remembering. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm really tired because I was in VC this past weekend with my BFF, and it was fabulous i had such a good time we just had so much fun it was just great i mean i'm only there from like thursday to sunday but it just we maximize our time as just as i said that i picture us like we we're in the mornings would lay in bed and just watch hgtv drinking tea and then i was like in my head we maximize our time but i mean that is just what i want to do with her right like i just want to do that that is your quality time it is quality time, and I really look forward to that trip every year. It's a quick one, um, so it did take me a couple of days to like kind of recover from just getting home at two in the morning on Sunday night and then working Monday. But I'm good. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to the weekend. I love a three day weekend, and then my next week is only three days because they added this PA day weird thing on Friday. So, yay me, three days. I did. I did a whole week this week, Jack. It's my first time since school started. Anyway, I was going to say, this sounds like such an accomplishment, but also yeah. when you get home at 2.30? Listen. Yesterday? Okay. Well. What time are you usually done? I'm usually home by 3.30, but.
but I didn't. I ate at my desk and I worked all day, like all day. What is, what is eat eating at your desk? Well, I didn't take a lunch. But you stopped working to eat. No, I didn't. I took bites and I kept on typing. Oh no, I didn't. But I didn't like. I didn't get a break really, like from my work. So I decided that was enough for the day. I'm convinced you and dad are just going to some <laughs> rendezvous point because neither of you, you're either coming home early or dad's like, yeah, I'm supposed to work today. And it's like one o'clock and he comes home from the gym and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go now. I know Eat. this week was a funny week for him and I. So we came home early too on Tuesday. Um, Meg was here watching the dog and dad was at work and, but him and I had met at Costco and Vaughn because we just, we needed toilet paper and a few like major things. Yeah. So we met in Vaughn because I was like, I text him. I'm like, hey, I'm going to. And he's like, oh, OK, I'll meet you over in the Vaughn one. And I was like, OK, perfect. So I get home really early. It's like three o'clock or something. I'm not home usually home till three thirty. I get home at three and I've been to Costco because Mike goes, oh, do you have something in your car? Because I went back out and I was like, yeah, I've been to Costco. I went and met dad. And she's like, do you guys work or do you just like go and sit in your car in a parking lot sometimes? And I was like, OK, this was a funny week. It was just a funny week. Like I just yeah. I did more. I was doing more things at home. Like, you know, after dinner, I would do some stuff. So I'm on top of my work, Jack, just so you know. I'm I'm going to hold on to this conspiracy that okay. it's not just this one week. Okay. That it's just going to be a reoccurring. Oh, all right. He was at work for four hours. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. Anyways. Divulging off our, yeah, we our really... personal. Okay. Uh Today, we've got our top 100 movie challenge, Seven Samurai and The Matrix. No, he's lying, you guys. So we couldn't find Seven Samurai anywhere. Anywhere. And then I just want people out there, if you're curious, go on YouTube and put in Seven Samurai and look at the trailer and tell me if you would want to watch this movie. It is not. It's okay. It's I'm not trying to say black and white's bad because black and white doesn't bother me. But picture black and white. Uh, subtitled war from the 1950s movie like it's not it's not like and three hours I'm not like yay can we watch that so we repicked yes we did it legitimately too like we repicked from that like we didn't just like come and look at our poster and like you know yeah like I I came down with a thing to so Jack could pick it and then I came back upstairs to see what it was. Like, we could have just looked at the poster and picked a movie, but we didn't. We did it legitimately. Anyways. So now we're doing Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And The Matrix. And then we're going to do our top 10 rom-coms, which everybody in the world is shocked that I know and enjoy romantic comedies. Oh, Everyone I've talked to, they're all like, Jack's going to do that? And I was like, yeah. Jack's cool, man. Or just, it's not always like... Not all. I feel like I should just say this to everybody. Not my entire life isn't just sports. Like that's not all I do. Honestly, watching these movies and watching whatever for whatever side topics we have, that's kind of like my time off. Right, right. Because sports is like the majority. I'm not saying it's not what I yeah, do most yeah. of the time, but the movies is like it's kind of a break. Fun time, or it's yeah, yeah, your break. Personal time. There you go. That I would be I'd be thrilled if that was my life. If I'm watching movies for fun and sports for work. Oh my goodness. Life would be grand. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. Putting it out there. Uh where do you want to start? Uh I'm good. Easy. Okay. Uh nineteen ninety one. Sounds of the lambs. Yep. Directed by Jonathan 
Demi? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's how I would say it. Uh, FBI agent Clarice, because there's no other way. Oh, you, you just say- gave me shivers. Oh my God, you like legitimately shivered. I know, that just gave me willies up my back. I don't, e- I don't even think that that was very good. No, I don't know. There's just something about it. Just uh, Clarice <laughs> Sterling, played by Jodie Foster, Foster, asked for the help of serial killer Hannibal Lecter to help her catch another serial killer. Yes. Serial killer catching another serial killer. Helping. Helping catch. He's trying to get into the mind of the serial killer to help her. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm full, full transparency. I didn't rewatch this movie. I've seen it enough that I feel like I can talk about it. I didn't need it in my world. What I'm noticing is like I can't, I don't sleep great, and I don't need fresh Clarice him in my head. So I don't do it. <laughs> he was gonna do it again. So I was like, you know what? I yeah, I'll just I'll do my best with this, but. Take it away, Jack. This is just one of those movies that no matter what happens in it, I just always go back to. Not that Jodie Foster isn't great. Yes. But it it is just how amazing Anthony Hopkins is. Unbelievable. And it's one of those you just want to appreciate his whole career. But I know we did the signatures and best last week. But to me, this is both. Yeah. For Anthony Hopkins. For sure. Because just the... I think it's also the difference because it's... Would you... It's not a horror movie. No, but it is borderline on like thriller horror, I would say. It's it's like the max of what I can handle, so it's it's past thriller for me. Mm. Like it is it's like deeply disturbing thriller, I would say. For me anyway personally, just because of the just because of the context of it. Like the serial killer they're trying to catch, like he's he's crazy. Like next level crazy well i was gonna so. say and like specifically targeting women yeah so and like their skin and like he wants their skin like it's just yeah i yeah it was bad yeah anyways sorry but like his even even when he's just sitting and looking at her it's there's something about his even his look like you know he doesn't even have to be saying words just the way he's like taking her in and and just the way he looks at her it's pretty eerie. Yeah, it's very. It's also for a serial killer. I love that it's breaking the stereotype of like ah stab stab. Like there's actually some depth. Yes, yes, for sure. Because he's, yeah, I I know what you're saying. I just don't know how to expand on that. But yes, like he's not. He likes getting to know people too, right? Like he wants to know like the ins and outs of her, and he he wants to like. He's so curious. He's probably, he's just so brilliant that he's just probably bored. So he decided to eat people and, you know. It's what you do when you get bored. Right. He's like intelligent. He's got these impeccable manners, mm-hmm. which is just funny because obviously then you have those moments where he's like, I'm an, I'm going to eat you and I'm going to have it with lima beans. Like he can scare you and they almost use that use that eeriness and i go back to when we did that when we watched the shining Mm -hmm. it was eerie but then the eerie turned to like aggressive really fast for sure when in this case they just kind of use the eerie the whole time there's no like jump scares there's no uh like crazy amount like i I guess also because i'm just thinking of it compared to the shining because to me these are the two greatest I guess horror thriller movies. Right. Yeah, I agree. 
I feel like there's some jump scares at the end, though, with the whole well and the girl down there and the guy. Like, there might be some in there. I don't really remember, but even if there's not a jump scare, you feel like there's going to be. Like, you're on the edge of your seat as far as, like, something – it's coming. Like, something's coming now. And they do just kind of stay at that plateau, like – but still exciting and still very intriguing, right? Yeah, there's not really a moment to feel calm. No, no, definitely not. No, it's like one of those, like, did I breathe that entire movie, right? It's one of those, like, you kind of hold your breath and, you, and you're and you so intrigued and, and just he draws you in so much that you almost feel like, is he is he talking to me personally? Like, is he in my soul right now, you know? Yeah, well, and then the Oscars for that. So it won Best Picture, it won Anthony Hopkins one, Jodie Foster one, Director, and Best Writing. So it was very well received in the community of Hollywood. And it's one of those, like, because they've even brought back, they did a Hannibal show mm -hmm. with the guy from, uh, well, I think of him for Doctor Strange, but he was in uh, Another Round. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only way I know him, Another Round. And he's just kind of this character. And the reason why, because when we picked this, I'm like, didn't we already watch this? But I think it's because we talked a little more in depth about uh, this movie because it was a part of when we did um, like our top 10 movie villains. Right. And Hannibal Lecter being, I don't even remember if he was on my list or not. And if he wasn't, like, that's just a mistake. Right. Because even though he's helping, like, it just, it feels like one of those, not like cheesy like action movies where you know there's going to be a twist and you know someone's going to betray someone but you just you never trust him because no matter how much he'll reel, reel you in and think okay he's helping he's helping but then in the back of your head it's always yeah but like he he eats or ate people right so you can never really fully trust yeah yeah and the ending right like when you're when he calls her and stuff like you're just like i would never sleep again if i knew he was out in the world right like i would be <laughs> and that he had such a fascination with her, I would be really scared. But mm -hmm. I don't think she is. <laughs> no, she's pretty. She's got a gun, man. She's she's like she feels pretty kick ass. So uh, the interesting part about like the after this movie was the LGBTQ plus community having a problem with Buffalo Bill. Oh, I didn't know that. So Buffalo Bill, the movie is kind of perceived as a uh, bisexual or transgender. Transgender, yeah, and. Like the director had to come out and clarify, like this isn't this isn't a gay character. This is someone as a man that hates himself so much that he wants to become a woman to be as far away from that person that he was mm. and tormented, uh, how tormented he was. Oh, okay. That always makes me sad. Like I know he's a bad guy, but then I feel bad for people that are just not happy within themselves. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, I have a seamless transition, which okay. isn't great, but uh, do you have anything else for, no. um, actually, no, I shouldn't say speaking of transgender, but our second movie, the matrix 1999 directed by, and I think it's right to just say it this way that it's Lillian Lana Wachowski, right? Who were formerly men, right? And now they're transgender female. female. Yeah. Um, it's. It was such a weird, it's not weird. I don't want to say weird, like it's a bad thing, but like this kind of like subplot to the movie that there was also a rumor that they stole the movie from someone, like oh, the yeah? idea from someone. Oh, I was going to say, because that they're brilliant, man, this movie. <laughs> they still, they still made it happen. So in, in a dystopian future, uh, Neo played by Keanu Reeves discovers the world 
is inside a simulated reality and he is drawn into a rebellion against the machines that run the simulation the ai yeah the funny thing about this movie i will say because i rewatched this one actually did watch this one because i hadn't seen it in a while and it's like you could first of all i find it very hard to talk about because i feel like you could go really deep with this movie and it's it's almost like if you're explaining to someone it would sound cheesy and it is the furthest thing from cheesy it's it is such a well done movie it is it's so um the action scenes are incredible the fighting the um visually everything the special effects like everything about this movie is just incredible but it is a hard story to understand I find like it is a hard maybe not to understand but to like talk about like to break down like it's not like you can go scene by scene or something right no it is a very and the first time I saw it I kind of laughed at it because I thought well if you made this movie now it would look a lot different it would look a lot better I actually Mm. retract that now when I rewatched it and I'm like it just it fit perfectly in that time talk about ahead of the time though like holy jumping right like they are really they were really thinking like ahead Mm -hmm. um like humans against AIs I know we've kind of done that story but it's more than that it was more of the um uh, I don't know what am I trying to say Jack like it's it's just got more depth to it. I would find though, like when I was watching it and they kept saying like, he's the one, he's the one. I was like, that is so much pressure to put on this guy, but his action scenes, like he can like the way he, the Kung Fu fighting stuff or whatever he's doing. Like the, they're just, it's incredible. I can't even imagine how long that must've taken. Like that must've taken days. Oh, I was going to say even just like months of training. Yeah. Like it's so good. I don't know. Blue pill or red pill. It, 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 and it is. it's the way it's the easiest way to talk about the movie is because you just you get this option and now that i'm saying it out loud i don't even remember which pill is which so the blue pill is you fall back into your illusion like you fall back into like remember when he wakes up and he's got all the wires and all that and he looks down and it's just like it's just humans being harvested for their energy or whatever yeah so blue pill is you just go back into that and red pill is you discover what the matrix is and he really i i don't feel like he took a long time like he was just like and let's pop that red pill right like he was just like all right i think it'd be hard if i was given that option because the the hero in me wants to be like yeah let's let's go fight let's do this am i the one (laughs) yeah like am i gonna be this like jesus-like figure like even with uh i guess it was a couple weeks ago now or it was last week clockwork orange was kind of the jesus story they kept talking about him like he was i i think i would have to go red like i just feel like i I wouldn't feel comfortable just going back into nothing no and i think like i think if i saw where i was like if i was like if they were like okay this is where you're gonna be if you're in the blue pill you're gonna be just harvested in this like cubicle looking or yeah thing or you maybe can have some adventures then i might be like all right let's let's give that a try and at least fight instead of just laying down and being harvested. Yeah, let's let's do a little fighting. I do like the like the scene where he's in his office and he's he's kind of bored and he's whatever and he gets that call saying like they're coming for you. 
like, do you trust me or, or whatever. And he's like, if you look up right now, they're coming with their like glasses or the Mr. Smith or Dr. Whatever agent Smith or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, agent Smith's coming right now. And so he's got to get out. And like that, it's the start of like, wow, what is this? And it, it is sometimes hard to like, you know, when they're just, they're laying there and then the guy's like monitoring them, but they're in another dimension. Like it is, I don't know. I find it to be a bit like you re- for me, I have to really pay attention, but I, uh, I do. I, the only reason why I think it makes more sense. And I, I like this very distinct stylistic choice is when you're in the matrix, it's got this like kind of green tint. Right. Right. And then when you're in the real world, it's blue. Right. Like it, it, to me, they do a good job of making it very like, this is distinct of where you are. Which is helpful for people like me. Yeah. Right? Where, and even the Kung Fu montage, it's yellow, so it's kind of somewhere in between. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, no. It's good, though. It's a fun movie. I haven't seen the other ones, though. It, they kind they got, of fall off. Yeah. I heard, I was, when I was reading stuff on it, they were, people were not happy with the sequels. And they're making another one, right? That's, I was going to say that. So December 22nd this year. Yeah. Resurrections. Like it's coming out? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just filming it now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Christmas time. Christmas Day movie. No, thank you. The Matrix. No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way you could talk about this movie and not bring up the bullets and the yeah. slow motion. <laughs> and yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those, it gets a lot of praise, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that either go, okay, like let's, can we not keep talking about this? Other movies have done better versions of it. But I think a lot of this movie is that it was the first to do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It is so ahead of its time. Like when I say that, I mean like it is like leap years ahead. And the one thing I read on it was saying how, you know, we live in a world where it's like we're all so technology now and it's like we we can't rely on that stuff. And it got really deep, this article. And I was like, yeah, like it's it's for them to know that in 1999 to make a movie like that when we weren't even we didn't have cell phones and stuff really not like we do now like it wasn't you know we're social media and all that stuff right so it's got like a lot of layers mm-hmm. um so i would say to anyone the first hour you're just gonna have fun like yep. it's fun actiony yep then we kind of get into the depths yes and you have to pay attention a little more yeah yeah i agree um oh a lot of people, like a lot of big name directors, give this movie a lot of praise. Quentin Tarantino called it like one of his best movies. He had a weird, it was like a weird range. It was like 1992 to like 2007. Okay. And that was one of his favorite movies in, in that, that in that block of time. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan, James mm. Cameron, M. Night Shyamalan, Darren Aronofsky. Wow, you're there's some heavy hitters there. Even my favorite one, which kind of felt funny that he was eventually in uh a star wars movie was simon pegg who said this did everything that a phantom menace couldn't oh wow Hmm. and i guess my last thing oh wait two more one hugo weaving who is eventually red skull in the marvel cinematic universe playing agent smith right keep wanting to say mr smith i know i do too i don't know why mr and mrs smith maybe and he just like his face yes is amazing it's amazing like not even the physical obviously the physical stuff is very just impressive but face yeah yes it's hard to describe right like it's just like they just get this look and you're just like drawn in to like this like there's no expression 
yet you're yet you feel a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And my last thing is just the Oscars. So uh, this is everything at one. Okay. Oh wait, one. Did I have... see that? For Silence of the Lambs. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> um, maybe I, I wanna. I'm gonna Google just to double check that I didn't write down just what they were nominated for. Right. Um, just so it doesn't like yeah. So I'm not incorrect about. No, you don't want to be incorrect. Um, that would suck that year, eh? If you went up against the Matrix. Yeah. So it's 2000. So yeah, everything I wrote down. This is this is everything they won. Okay. So film editing, sound, mm-hmm. uh, sound effects, uh, sound of sorry, sound effects, editing, and visual effects. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually I kind of want to look back and just see what were the other visual effects nominees. Right. Just to see because it, there's no way like I I don't know what you could even have up against that that you would be like yes that one was better than the matrix yeah uh why can you not just show me the 2000 oscars why does this always have to be uh, a thing yeah that's quite are you gonna try to now beat me no yes you are um best visual effects nominees oh you're not even on your phone okay no i don't want to do it with you uh, so how oh, that is really funny. Uh, so the Matrix, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, mm. and Stuart Little. Wow. Okay. Well, at least that's not one of those years where like, ah, this movie really got screwed. Right. It's like, no, <laughs> no the right I, movie I won. Think, yeah, I think we're good there. I don't know. We might have to. Uh, is Stuart Little on the top 100 <laughs> movies list? I'm pretty sure it's not. <sighs> Darn it. It got it got screwed. Listen, you can watch it as a bonus if you really want. I did like Stuart Little. Did you? I like George Shrinks more. That's oh, more of yeah, my yeah. smaller content. Oh, yeah. He was a small little boy. He was a small little boy. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got. Let's get to our top <gasps> 10 rom-coms. I'm so excited. Um, okay, so I have one thing to say before we start is I made a list of I made a list over on the second page here of what I think you're going to put on your list. Do you have it like ranked or just 10? I, I don't even have 10. I, I just have five. Okay. But I just want to, I just want like afterwards, I want to see if I got any right. Well, but I, we can do it like as, oh, we're, as we're going. Yeah, okay. Can, okay. Okay. Um, I have a few honorable mentions that I assume you don't have because there's two I have that were honorable mentions that I know are going to be on your list. I have about 35 honorable mentions, so I think I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do my honorable mentions, but I am going to say from my Instagram because I put it up on our Instagram. And so quite a lot of people, like some people said a couple of movies on my list, so I won't say those, but some of the ones that I didn't put on my list, 500 Days of Summer, that was Carolyn. She loves it. It's a great movie. It would be definitely an honorable mention, but it is a little sad. It's not, it's definitely not a comedy, but it is a great movie. I think rom-com is a kind of difficult category. eh? I know. There's one movie I didn't put in just because I don't think it's comedy, but and on other people's lists, it was considered a comedy. There was there was one I had to look up today when I was walking out to my car from work. I'm like, oh, crap, this movie. But I looked it up, and it says comedy drama. So not a rom-com. So if – I don't know. It's hard because you're – I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's like a borderline. Um, he's just not that into you. My best friend's girl. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Was okay, the- I was going to say that was one of mine that I thought you would have on your list. I don't. 
I don't, but it is definitely an honorable mention to me. I do really love that movie. Oh, so this is going to drive this is going to drive me crazy. I'm going to be like, "No, I want to put that one on." Anyways, we'll see. I might have to do some real-time like switcheroos. Okay. Uh Go ahead. The, the one I put in that I don't consider a rom-com is 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, yeah, I agree. I don't think that's really a comedy. Uh n- no, it's it's, but it's not really a drama. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a teen movie. Uh She's Out of My League. Okay. Just cuz I love Jay Baruchel and it right. it is a very funny like Jay Baruchel and Alice Eve very right very different looking people yes it is it's funny it's cute um I'm gonna say this is probably one of the ones that you think is on my list okay Bull Durham no okay I I I just threw it out there um Silver Linings Playbook and do you have Wedding Crashers I don't but I did look at I did consider it at one point it was on my bigger list, and then I narrowed it, and then I narrowed it again. Oh, okay. I just want to add in one more. The okay. Proposal. Well, you do really like The Proposal. I love Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock's chemistry in The Proposal. I think it's so funny, and there's so many moments. like That kind of humor is really funny to me, but when I was making my list, it wasn't quite... I think the story itself lacks... They're great, and they kind of carry the movie, but the movie around them isn't great. Yeah, maybe that's it. But they're 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 really funny in that movie. You didn't want to put in "This Means War" with Reese Witherspoon, Tom Hardy, and <laughs> no, Chris good. Pine. I'm good, thanks. But they're FBI agents, and <laughs> yeah. they're fighting over a girl, <laughs> and they're spying on each other. It's so funny. How is she gonna choose one? I think Chelsea Handler's in that movie too. Actually. She is. Yeah, she's, she plays the best friend, right? Yeah, and she's like on the phone having sex with someone else. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Chelsea Handler, everybody. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Go ahead. All right. My number 10 is The Wedding Ringer. Okay. Not The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Ringer. What is The Wedding Ringer? So The Wedding Ringer is Kevin Hart, Josh Gad, and Kaylee Cuoco. Josh Gad and Kaylee Cuoco are getting married, and he doesn't have any friends. Friends. So he, he hires. calls and hires Kevin Hart, who does this as a job, as being other people's best man, and then hires like a whole crew because she has so many bridesmaids. He needs a lot of groomsmen, and it's just this mess, mess of dudes. Of dudes. Yeah. Like, I vaguely remember it, but I don't remember it. I love Kaylee Cuoco. She's, well, she has, she has she's to play barely it. in it. Not even that. She's just, like, not a great person oh, okay. character. Oh, I see. Her she's, character isn't great. She sucks. Yeah. Not, like not her acting. No. Her character her sucks. Her character sucks. But okay. it, it it's funny. It's, it's really dumb, but I just... Hey. It's, it's honestly not it's even... Okay. The funny thing is, when I call it a rom-com... It's because there's a wedding involved and it's more like bro bromance, romance, yeah. than actual romance. I think we have to make a rule that we don't have to really justify. You know what I mean? Like if we like the movie, we like the movie. Oh, I think that's the only one. I think that's my only justify. Okay. The one that I think I have to justify. Okay. Because also like. I'm probably going to do it too, but that's okay. So yeah, that's my number 10. The Wedding Ringer. Okay. My number 10 is Palm Springs. Wow. Yes, I know. I was surprised it made my list too, but I think it's, um, it was just one of those movies that really surprised me. I really loved it. It made me laugh. It was cute. I don't know. Like we've talked about it before on here. I've just, it's hard to make one of those movies that it's like the same day over and over and, and still keep you entertained. And I feel like it did. I feel like it was a good one. I saw Groundhog Day as one of those rom-com movies and i'm like where is the romance it's with yeah. himself 
Yeah, exactly. Palm Springs is really good for that. I also feel like this is the time that I can correct both of us because I felt like we kept saying Christy M- M- Minolti oh, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. but it's Miliotti. Miliotti. With That's Andy Samberg. It is a really good name. Miliotti. Man, J.K. Simmons is good. They have one of like my biggest, not pet peeves with movies, but what makes me most uncomfortable with movies is like people catching other people cheating right i really that really stresses not stresses me out but i just makes me like feel, it. it makes me feel uncomfortable yeah, that's but fine. like they do a good job in this movie because they just make it funny yeah they do. and he just kind of like fucks with them yeah yeah you don't have this on your list no <gasps> shocked i guess again i just didn't really consider it a rom-com what do you consider it just a comedy yeah but it's those two yeah they just kind of like sprinkle in the romance right another wedding scenario i think it's just more of a comedy because neither of them want it to be romantic it's more yeah. like a comedy romance oh look at us Con- next week comroms <laughs> well if you don't agree i can always take one out i've got a it's it's your list you- i know i know actually no okay if you, i have if, one if on my list change i have one on my list that i'm debating if it should be in my top 10 but it's okay i'm also gonna be honest i don't if you have five i don't think you're gonna get as many as you think of mine no i'm so excited about this uh my number nine because i couldn't pick one specifically uh i've only seen the first two but either of the first two to all the boys i loved okay because that is just like as good as it gets yeah noah centineo and I don't, well, I mean, I watched it because of my girlfriend. I didn't like choose to watch it. Not that it's a bad thing to choose, but like I wasn't interested in it. But as soon as I watched it, I'm like, there's it's, a second one coming out. Yeah. I want to watch that. It's, it's a really cute. I, I didn't watch the second one, but I did watch the first one. I think there's only two. There might be a oh, okay. third one. I think there's another one coming. They also did this with The Kissing Booth, which that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. The Kissing Booth was okay. It just, and then the two and three, I just was like, no, I'm good. What? There's three. There's three. Three. <laughs> Two with a guy that in real life she already broke up with. Oh, there is a third one. Yeah, I told you that. Well, I don't know. I, uh, no faith. Probably the second one. I really liked the second one. Yeah, to I all, haven't seen that. To all the boys, P.S. I still love you. Oh, okay. Then there's to all the boys, always and forever. It is the cute movie, for sure. So yeah, number nine. My number nine is Fifty First Dates. It has Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, and she has amnesia. Did I say that word? No. Amnesia. You know when you say things and you're like, I think that sounded weird. So she uh, relives the same day over and over. And (laughs) what? Number 10 and 9, basically the same movie. No, it's not, but just the living the same day. Well, she lives the same day over, and then Adam Sandler falls in love with her, and then every day... He has to make her fall in love all over again because she can't remember him. And it's so sweet. And he's like this kind of, I think he was like a womanizer or whatever, but he ends up falling in love with her. And it's so cute. I debated between that one and The Wedding Singer with the two of them because I love that movie too. And like the music's really great and stuff, but there's something really sweet about Fifty First Dates with like having like that much effort put in for yeah. you. I, holy jeez i feel like that's one of those and i know it's probably gonna make me sound insensitive but like that might be a little too much effort to like <laughs> right? re, yes. you basically the pe- person has to re-meet you every day yes and has to fall in love with you in these 24 hours 
and then they just forget you the next I know, morning. I know. Or it's the next a, day. Yeah, it's the next day. Midnight. I'm not sure when it happens. I think there was a couple of times they tried to stay up so it didn't happen and they try and mess with it, but Oh, like does he like tell her what's going on? Yeah, he totally tells her and well, like at first no, and then he makes her this tape that she has to play every morning cuz they end up together, guys. Spoiler alert, but they do end up together. And so he just has this tape that's like play me and and then it it just is the whole tape of their kind of their lives and so she doesn't have to explain it all over again she can just kind of see it on the tape and stuff that is pretty smart i probably would have done that on day one <laughs> would have been like and fyi we're madly in love done Not 49 dates yeah don't even have to do one. <laughs> don't even have to one one first date yeah uh my number eight is train wreck ah uh, it's on my list too. it is on your list yes Again, you, you throw in the sports. Amy Schumer is tolerable. Bill Hader is great. You get a little LeBron James, some good acting in there. Their romance is kind of weird and it doesn't make sense. Poor John Cena just is the helpless romantic. <laughs> and Amy Schumer just could give less fucks about him. He's just hot. Yeah. Um, it's it's cute. It's got the it's got the cute corny ending. Um, I'm going to say my favorite part and no one else is, you'll, you'll get this and dad will love this, but when they do an intervention for him and it's Marv Albert, legendary commentator, it's, uh, Matthew Broderick for some reason. Yeah. And it's Chrissy Everett, who's just like full on hitting on Bill Hader. Right. It is hilarious. It is, again, it's probably more com-rom. Yes. But there's quite a bit of romance in there. Right. Yeah. It's a family struggles. Brie Larson has a pretty small role in it, I would say. Yeah, but it's pretty significant. Like I loved. Yeah, it's not just like it's not just com- like it's not just like a fluffy comedy. There is some layers to it that make it a little more like they're dealing with their dad being in a home and Bree's, you know, like, yeah, they have the sisterly thing going on. And yeah, no, it's on my list, too. But it's rom dramedy rom dramedy. Yeah, just creating categories. We are. So your number eight is the holiday. Cameron Diaz. Kate Winslet, Jack Black, uh, Jude Law. So Kate Winslet and uh, Cameron Diaz switch houses. I was going to try and not put this on my list and say, but that's one of my favorite con- Christmas movies. But I can't because this movie is, I would watch it year round. Like it doesn't matter that it's at Christmas for me. Like has nothing to do with that. Um, but they switch houses. Kate Winslet goes to LA and um, Cameron Diaz goes to like London and there's there's love and there's you know they have their own like women mission of you know stuff it's really cute it really makes me happy that movie my only question is like is there a reason they switch houses or is it just for oh, fun um they switch houses because they're both miserable and upset with other either past relationships or work or whatever and so they switch houses and so they yeah, they don't go on a vacation. They just go on this house share thing and then they switch houses and then. So they don't know each other? They don't know each other. Do they meet each other? They do in the end. Do they fall in love? No. <sighs> no, but it's sweet. And then Kate Winslet's got this beautiful little relationship with this older man. Not relationship like like a friendship with this older man who was in Hollywood and he comes over and she helps him like get in shape because he's going to win this big award. And it's just, it's so, it's just so sweet. Like I could not say enough nice things about that movie. It makes me really happy. That movie. I remember you watching it on our Christmas Eve. Yeah. 
Nice. That's kind of rude of me. Why? What were you doing? Like we were coming home. Oh, okay. Like you weren't. No. You weren't here, and I was like just sitting watching a movie, no. ignoring you. Okay, good. No, we had like just walked in, and you were like almost done. Okay, yeah. Then there was hockey on. And there we go. Have you ever seen the holiday though? No. Hmm, interesting. Maybe when we go back to like, remember when we used to give each other assignments? Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe at Christmas time you'll have to watch it or something. Yeah, I feel like we'll have to take a break from this for Christmas time because I can't be like, all right, Merry Christmas. Let's talk about. Goodfellas, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was just the first movie. I well, I at. think near Christmas we can start doing more Christmas movies, like once it hits like December. Right? Yeah, yeah. We also have to do different stuff from last year. I feel like we were grasping at straws last year with what Christmas content. Oh yeah, yeah, we were. That's okay. We'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, my number seven. This is gonna come as a shock to you. Okay. I don't think you'd expect me to have this movie, and Ooh. it's definitely gonna be a lot higher for you. I assume if you do even have it. Okay crazy stupid love yes i have that it's just uh, i'll i'll save it for you to say all i have to say about it is great because it's obviously not like a action or whatever there's a such a good twist in it Mm -hmm. the relationships between the three main characters are all intertwined and Mm -hmm. are worked so well together and it's just it's really funny yeah it is funny that's it yeah okay uh, my number seven is About Time, and that is Dom, I always say, I'm not Dom Schnell, no, Dom, Dom Schnell Gleason. Dom, oh, uh, Dom. I don't know, it's, there's no S in it. Oh, but, okay. uh, Dom, about. Dom Hall, Dom. Anyways, Rachel McAdams, and it is a time travel, but it is, it's funny because she had done The Time Traveler's Wife and then she did About Time and they were both about time travel. But About Time, and so I don't know if a lot of people saw About Time because it was like, oh, she's just doing another time travel. But this one is such a well done, beautiful story. Is it super funny? Yes, there's funny parts, but I would definitely say it's more romance-ish, but. It is under the rom-com. I checked all of mine to make sure they were under the rom-com category. And it is under that. But it's got such heart and sweetness to it. Like he is, he's so sweet. Because he can go, he can go into a closet and make time go back. So when he first like meets her, he keeps like messing up and like whatever. So he goes back and then he just tries to get it right. Because he really loves her. And he doesn't do it a lot but he does it enough like to not fix things i know it's hard to describe but um their pronunciation looks like downhole downhole i'll I'll, I'll play it oh donald gleason donald gleason donald donald one more time donald gleason okay donald 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 anyways he's fantastic I highly recommend this movie. Well, I highly recommend anything on my list. Time travel. I know. I feel like it is. It's not. Time travel. Repeat the same day over and over again. Where's the, where's the, uh, Adam, Adam divine. Divine. There's one that he did. Yeah. Yeah. That was with, uh, yeah. That girl. Alex and Dario. Yeah. Go ahead. Jack. Number six. Just go with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Because, of course, he's in a billion of these movies. 
this one Brooklyn Brooklyn Decker okay. and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, right. So he's I think it's another he's a womanizer, but he wants to be with Brooklyn Decker and Jennifer Aniston's just kind of there, so they have to pretend to be together. Honestly, I, I don't remember much from it. I remember Brooklyn Decker because Brooklyn Decker and um <laughs> she's hot. Gotcha. Wasn't going to say it, but um it's just it's really funny and it's a good again a good like twist of like who's falling in love with who at the end of the movie right and there's kids involved yeah i think it's her i think it's jennifer think aniston's it's her, kids yeah i think it's her kids too and oh because she plays like she has to pretend to be his, his ex-wife right right nick swardson's there to get this the um vacation or something right or to get to go on vacation yeah because then is. the kids have to they do some negotiation the kid want the daughter wants like a to do a british accent okay even though neither of them are british right. and then uh my friends and i just have had a few quotes from this movie one of them was that they asked like who to the son like oh who's your idol and he goes mr de cesare and then the daughter's like our mailman oh. he's like yeah he's just got life figured out <laughs> it's that there's there's a couple more it's it's really dumb it's an adam sandler movie but it's it's hey, cute there's some again, romance see you don't have to justify man right you like it you like it yeah that's true it's all good that's my number six okay my number six is train rack which we've already talked about but i will add um what i like about this movie is that the evolution of Amy Schumer's character because she was taught from her dad at a very young age, like, don't trust people. Everyone's just there to screw you over. Oh, yeah, the, like, Barbie analogy? Or, like, like playing with toys. Yeah, Yeah, with dolls. You have a doll? Do you want to play with that doll all the time? They're like, what if another doll comes along or whatever, right? And they're like, yeah, I want to play with that doll. Like, that's the way he describes, like, don't, don't, like, not settle down but yeah settle down like don't stick lot, with just one person there's lots there's... of dolls out there yeah. so this is like the opening scene so she's just like a womanizer like she just sleeps with people and Menon- menonizer oh yeah sorry she's a menonizer she's a woman who takes charge of her own libido <laughs> i did not know where i was gonna go with that so she um and i love um the scene at the end when she dances with the new york next girls yeah. At the little basketball and LeBron James is incredible. Like normally sports figure people are really bad actors and he's so good. And Bill Hader is adorable. Like he plays this orthopedic surgeon. And so he falls in love with Amy, but you know, she's kind of keeping him at a distance. I don't know. It's a, I think it's a really cute movie. It does make me laugh too. Pete Davidson cameo too. Where is he in that? He's, um, he's in like the, I think it's when he first they first meet or like she's first interviewing him for an article and he's so. just there because I think he's like, oh, I got high and fell over. Oh, OK. Very Pete There's only one scene in this movie I really dislike, and that's the one where she's goes home with her coworker, but her coworker ends up being like a kid. Oh, yeah. That's, Pineapple. And that's really yeah, weird. that's if we could take that out, it would be a great movie. That scene we could just remove because that's doesn't need to be in there it's not funny I, no. I don't find it funny at all um and again brie larson's great small role but it's super great up down girl yeah he loves billy joel it is a weird surgery song though i know it is yeah <laughs> all right my number five is that awkward moment that awkward moment so it's michael b jordan zach efron miles teller Ooh, michael b times. jordan's going through you don't know this movie 
Like, I feel like I do, but he was in another one. I think I get confused where it was like, um, not two night stand. Or yeah. Something. Two night stand. Yeah. So yeah, there are Michael B. Jordan's in like a committed relationship. He gets cheated on and broken up with. So he just needs, he needs, it's another bromance, but then Zac Efron finds a girl and he doesn't really want to commit. Miles Teller and like his best friend are like borderline on the, on, on the line the whole time. It's just, it's, it's another bromance. Yeah. You like the bromance. It's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Who are the females in it? Do you remember or no? It's uh, okay. If you know. I know. Um, I can never say her name right, but, uh, emote, emotion. Oh, Imogene. Imogene. Poots. Yeah. She's in it. I like her. I don't remember who the other two are. Oh, okay. No, I was just curious. Because I know, because Michael B. Jordan, the whole time he's just trying to get, I think he's married, so I think he's trying to get his wife back. Aw, sad. I think he does, but like, yeah. he didn't really need to. Right. Cool. People make their choices. Maybe I'll have to that check awkward, that one out again. That awkward moment. Number five. My number five is Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunas and Justin Timberlake. And she plays this headhunter head is that what they're called yeah like a headhunter like she tries to hire people for companies so she's trying to get justin timberlake to move to new york from he lives on the west coast and trying to get like this job or whatever and there's like her character is like one of my like i just love her character because she's just got energy and she's she's kind of like just a kick-ass woman like she's just self-sufficient and i don't know they have they have so they start out as friends and then they're like let's just you know add that in and then they have all these rules then of course we fall in love and then we break up and yeah so it's like got that typical like you know mm-hmm. path i you- have i have it but it's it's higher oh okay why didn't you say that and i would have stopped oh i i, I wanted to let you go on what you were thinking about it yeah no i really i i think it's a really cute movie it's definitely one i could kind of throw in like any time and just I know I'm gonna love it like I know it's gonna be happy and it's fun and right? yeah it's also the better version of another movie that was the exact same that came out yes no strings attached which was Mila Kunis's husband <laughs> yeah Ashton Kutcher yeah and Natalie, and Portman. Natalie Portman yeah that one's not as good it didn't have the same feel like this one has a good energy about it like it has just a fun yeah it's just it's fun mm-hmm. they're really cute together too like they have good good chemistry so that's my number five my number four is crazy rich asians oh yes that's such a good movie it's yeah it's just really fun to get another like energy and you're traveling and they're getting married she has to have this like whole scene with the mom of like trying to earn respect playing whatever game she doesn't even know how rich he is though right yeah like, because they live in New York together and they're whatever together for a year or two or whatever. And she has no idea who he is over in his country. Man, he's a crazy rich Asian. Yeah. And Aquafina. Yeah. Amazing. Love Even her. like Ken Jong's in it. Like, it's just one of those ensemble that obviously you have the stars of the movie, but it just works so well as a cast. It's one yeah. of those movies I haven't watched in a while, so I do want to rewatch at some point. Great dance scene, too, at the wedding thing or wherever they are at the end there or middle they go to some event yeah i don't know if it's a wedding or not but they go to some event and there's a fun dance scene in there that's always fun throw a little dancing in there and i'm in (laughs) my number four is crazy stupid love um so in this movie jack has already said it about the three but there is a scene with 
um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And it's the first time like he he's brought her home to his place. This whole montage scene is maybe my favorite scene in a rom-com movie ever. Like ever, ever, ever. So they do this whole dirty dancing thing. And then they end up in bed, but they're not doing anything. They're just talking. But the whole like montage of it is just like there's moments where they're laughing and there's moments where they're talking really deep. And there's it's just it seems so natural like with them, like it just it just flows so nicely. And then it does have that good twist. And it's just yeah, it's it's just such a good movie. I love I love ensembles where there's the like interconnections and stuff like those are my favorite kind of movies of just like people are all connected in certain ways and different relationships and you know like I love um Emma Stone's like best friend like she she's only in like three scenes but she's so funny because she's just like like that guy's hot like you need to go home with him and she's with Josh Groban who's like the nerdy guy and she's just always like what are you doing like (laughs) you could have that guy so and he, Ryan Gosling plays like a total womanizer, goes home with like a new girl every night. But then he really likes Emma. Likes her. Yep. That's my number four. My number three is going to take another one off, off your list. Okay. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is on my list. <laughs> it's it's not a rom-com. It's it's a rom sports. Yeah. It's not much calm. Medea. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like there is when they're like show me the money like that's yeah. a funny scene. scene and yeah yeah the okay. rest of it's just a rom sports movie yeah rom sports city <laughs> we're gonna have all these different categories it's just i mean for a sports movie it's great it does everything it needs to for romantic it, it checks every box it's the dramatic scene it's you had me at hello it's the you complete me you complete me we're 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 two people that work together and we're so close we'd never think about a relationship oh you're really good with my son we should probably think about a relationship oh you gotta move i guess this relationship's over oh okay you're gonna fly across the country and this relationship isn't over yeah it's a lot it is so it's very yeah it's romance actually i don't think it's across the country but yeah I think it is pretty funny, though. Like um, Bonnie Hunt with like the sister with all the women. There, there is definitely funny parts. I just can't. The kids are really funny. Jonathan Lip- Lipkinski. Lipnicki. Lipnicki. He's really funny. Uh, that's it's that's funny. my thing is that it's just not. It's funny moments, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. Right, right. Yeah. But it it had to be on your list. Like I was like, of course he's going to pick Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, that's Jerry Maguire, number three. My number three might not classify as, I think it is when I looked it up, it is, but it, it the, anyways, I'm going to stay in the Emma Stone, um, genre or whatever and go easy A. It did say rom-com. Is it? I Again, I would just call that a comedy. I know. I know. Right. But it, yeah, but yeah, I know. But she did end up with the guy. Whoa, like, right? spoiler alert. <laughs> Anyways, Easy A is like, I, I'd almost put it on what my top 10 favorite movies of all time because it really, okay, I probably wouldn't put it on my top 10, but I'd be in my top 20. Let's say that. Um, because it just, it just really makes me laugh and it, it just makes me feel good. I love her parents, played by Stanley Tucci and 
Patricia Clarkson and um, she just goes on this journey of lying about having sex with people and becomes like the, you know, school whore and she hasn't had sex with any of them. Um, but she does it for people's like, you know, like one guy is gay and so he's trying to not like he doesn't want people to know that. So, you know, I'm going to sleep. We're going to pretend to sleep together and stuff like that. And yeah, so just like it just becomes the snowball effect of like her helping people and just becoming like the school whore. That's not a very good selling. It doesn't no. sound like a great movie when I say it like that, but it does. It's a really great movie. Yeah, she's amazing. And that's I think I think I didn't really know her before then, but she got nominated for an Oscar for that movie. So it's like she did a really, really good job. Like it's her that really makes that movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Then there's Amanda Bynes. Yes. With, and she's like the church. That was actually her last movie. Is she still with us? Yeah. But that was, she hasn't acted since oh, then. Oh, okay. She's Just her been, last movie kind of made me worried Oh, okay. No, there. she's been like rehab and stuff. Right. So, but she's really funny in that movie. Lisa Kudrow, funny. Good twist again. Good twist. Yes. Chlamydia. Media. Whore. <laughs> She's a whore. It just you said it twice and I'm like I mean I don't think that's what they call her, but they do. I feel like slut is the more Oh, is that? Hmm. Well then adult adulterer because she wears the A. Yes. Yeah, when she's even a... um is it who's the teacher? This is, I feel like there's Hayden a... Church Thomas Tom I think I'm mixing I'm dyslexic there. Hayden Thomas Church, I wanna say. Yeah, and he really, like, they have a very good relationship where he really gets her. And she's a good student. Uh, Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. I was trying to think. It is... Um, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. I think I said Hayden Thomas. Anyways. You, you did. Yeah. You got all the, all the all names of, were in there. <laughs> right? I just I not... I don't know if any of them were in the right order. Probably not with me. No. We know that I have issues with that. Whore. Whore. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what they do call her. <laughs> the school whore. Oh, well, especially like the churchgoers call her yes, a whore. Yes, they do. Because it's an outdated yes. way to sl to shame someone. Right. For S lying. <laughs> yes. All right. My number two? Yeah. My so number two is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that was on my honorable mention. It, to me, is just oh, like... the such a good movie. Also, I've been compared. People say I'm similar to Jason Siegel. Not like okay. looks or anything, but I guess comedy. Okay. Um, so I just kind of always gravitated to that movie, especially the you go from Kristen Bell to Mila Kunis. And do you, does he get cheated on? Or she just breaks up with him because yeah. he's kind of lazy. And he goes on this vacation. And he meets Mila Kunis. And he goes on. It's kind of similar to Easy A of like he goes on this journey and eventually the romance comes in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because he was with Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell ends up breaking up with him and going with, out with Russell Brand, who's like this douchey kind of guy or whatever. I was and then, say also like a rock star. Yeah. He's like this big rock star and she's like this actress girl. And he just he does jingles or whatever. But he's pretty lazy. Like he's always just sitting at home eating cereal out of a big salad bowl. And right. Yeah. And then he meets Mila at the hotel because they end up at the same hotel. And then there's romance. It's a funny. I love that movie too. That's a good one. I know it was on my list. Ugh. Your thirty-five list. I know movie. it's so hard. My number two is Overboard. 
with Kurt Russell oh, okay. and Goldie Hawn. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say the Gosh, new one. No, that one. No. Sorry, but no. Anna, no Anna Ferris love? That was... It's Listen, Overboard is a classic. It's very hard to redo. But when you have... Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. So Goldie Hawn plays this like rich, snooty girl who lives on a yacht. And Kurt Russell comes on to build her a closet. And she ends up not paying him and throwing all his stuff over overboard. <laughs> and then she ends up falling overboard and gets amnesia. Here is that word again, eh? Am- amnesia. Amnesia. Repeating the same day <laughs> over again. And so he then convinces her that they are husband and wife and so he brings her to his house with these four kids and it's like these are your kids and clean my house and anyways and then there's some heavy romance like it is it's really really sweet when they when they fall in love and then she remembers and then we have to have a breakup and then we have a dramatic end scene raining no it's not raining but it's on boats and swimming and it's a whole like thing and there's like they're so they're like one of my favorite Hollywood couples, and I just think that that movie is just it's just top notch for me. At least for the remake, they reversed the roles. They did, they did. You're right. It's rich man, rich man, Anna Ferris. Yeah, she doing anything? She does a podcast. Yeah, I mean we do a podcast, so we do. I'm sure we have about the same amount of listeners yeah, yeah probably we're we're just as popular for sure i don't know if you want to come on you can yeah. talk to our publicist right uh my number one yes so i said it would be on here before my number one rom-com movie is friends with benefits nice it it just it, yeah. hit, it hits every note i feel like mm-hmm. one of the things everyone always glosses over with this movie is the opening of both of them getting broken up with and or yeah, there's a breakup in both. So Justin Timberlake and Emma Stone are breaking up, while Mila Kunis and Andy Samberg are breaking up. And Emma Stone's is way more like emotional, and you can't do this, you can't do that. And then Andy Samberg's like, your eyes are just like just really, really big. big. <laughs> and then of course the only complaint I would say I have with the movie is I kind of wish they were pre-existing friends, but like long distance friends. Mm. And then like had like they weren't close, but then. They had some sort of relationship before he came in. No, I, feel I like, like it the way it is. But then they're just like sitting on a couch having beers and then they're like, we should just have sex. Like, I feel like there's... No, it's... it's a, it, Yeah, no. I, I know what you're saying, but I feel like there is a couple of... Like, she has to convince them, so they have to spend like the day together or whatever that to come there. And then she's like, oh, I'm having a party. I think they hang out... Like, she shows up at his office or something and then they hang out. Oh, I'm having a party. Come by. And then, and then it's more like later on, like, you know, they swear on a Bible. It is, it's just, it's really funny. And of course the, the formula of rom-com they go through. Yeah, no, it is. It's really good. But his story is really sweet too, because his dad has (laughs) dementia actually. I know (laughs) His dad has dementia. And so he's struggling with that. And yeah, they're like. It just crosses, like, because you can't, it's hard to do that and stay friends. Like, it's just hard to, like, have that friends with benefits thing. And nobody catches the feels. Like, right? So, of course, you're going to have the feels. I'm going to name, I'm going to read you my list after this, and you're going to be surprised. Okay. Okay. Your number one. My number one. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Going to guess Greece. No. 
How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You have Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey. Um, there's a bet that... So she has to fall in love? No, okay. So he works at a jewelry place and he, they're like, you have to fall in love with someone um, in the bar. And they know that this... Uh, Kate wins. Kate Winslet, Kate Hudson's character is writing an article on how to lose a guy in 10 days. So she's going to do all the, this is a quote from the movie, all the annoying things that girls do, like call too much and be clingy and whatever. So the, the girls that make Matthew McConaughey pick, like say, they know that this, that she's writing this article. So they're like, we want you to fall in love because they know it's going to be this conflict or whatever. Right. So of course, you know, they, they fall in love or, they have their whole thing for like 10 days where he's trying to like make her fall in love and she's trying to push him away and they have that, you know, thing. It's a good reverse of what usually those stories are. Yes. It's, it is one of the best movies ever made for sure. Those two are solid gold. Not fools. You know, fools gold came into my, my head. It is, it's one of those ones I, I do, I do put it on every now and then. Guilty, a guilty pleasure. It is a bit of a guilty pleasure. I just love them. Like, I think they have such good chemistry. When she comes out at the end in that gold dress, it might be like, it's just breathtaking. Like, it's just, and then they have their whole, they have to go to this, you know, big event. And then they're singing the Carly Simon song. And I don't know. They just, it's, it's so good. It's, and sorry. And almost everybody that put on my Instagram put this as one of their favorites how to lose a guy 10 days does she does she lose him i'm not gonna tell you jack you have to watch it oh. all right you'd like it i think you'd like because he's a sports writer guy I no like you just said he's a jeweler no he's trying to get a jewelry uh jewelry um no he's in advertising i think actually he always he always does like sports and beer and so he wants to venture out into like diamonds or something so that's what it is Okay, you want to hear my one that I thought you'd say? Yeah. Uh, Don John. I I did have it on there. It's when I just thought about it. It's just not romantic. Like it is. Have you ever seen it? I don't know if I've ever seen it. You would I, remember if you saw it. Yeah. The stuff that happens in it, you would remember. Okay. Not Isn't Scarlett Johansson in that? Yeah. Okay. Not romantic. Oh, okay. Not really even a comedy either. It's it's in a weird. It's in its weird own space. I wrote it down at one point, but I just thought, I don't want to have to explain what happens in this movie. <laughs> now I want you to. I'm just kidding. I don't. I could tell you off air. Okay. Uh, I did put there's something about Mary. I I thought about that at one point too, but it just... Again, it's not really romancy. It is more comedy, right? Yeah. And like the zipping the pants thing was mm-hmm. dumb. I can't remember what athlete's in that, but there's an athlete in there. There's a quarter... I think it's Brett Favre. Oh, yeah? Brett Favre's in that one. And my last one was set it up. I do really like. Oh, yeah. I was shocked you didn't put that. I do really, you like, really that like that movie. movie. It also made me sad when my girlfriend fell asleep during it. She falls asleep in every movie, though. It's very true. I, that's why I don't take it that personally. But I just think it's super cute, and I think it's going to be a movie that, as the years go on, it's going to be. It's going to get more traction. Yeah. Yeah. Because Pe- people are going to see other Glenn Powell and Zoe Deutsch, Zoe Deutsch movies, and. They're going to go, oh, what's this one with both of them? Right. And then you throw Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu in there and it's a good, it's also a good reverse of 
well, like the guys in like finance, but the girl's a sports writer. Right, right. It's a good. Yeah, that's good. Role reversal. Role reversal. That probably is better than the wedding ringer, but I'll I'll stick with my list. All right, you're happy with that? Maybe not now, but I. I know I'm as so. Wait, Lisa, just ra- let's rattle them off. Let's hear. Lisa, what you got. Lisa sent me a list, and I'm like, oh my god, none of those are on my top ten. But they all, but I love them all. Like it was just one of those like pretty and pink, some kind of wonderful, twenty seven dresses, like. I don't know. Her list was huge. And I was like, I love all of those movies. Um, Yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Can't Buy Me Love. Like, there's so many movies. But yeah, to make a top 10. I took it as like my top 10 of what I think are rewatchable. And I don't know, make me happy or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That is an important piece of it. If you can watch the movie again. Yeah. And it just, right? So the one I just want to really say as a really honorable, honorable mention is called Enough Said, and it has Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini. I did see that on there, too. I love that movie. It's so sweet. And it's fun because it's like older people, right? So it's like, it's great if you're in your 20s and you're falling in love, cute. But like, you know, these people have kind of been through life and stuff, and you've kind of like given up on love or whatever. So... And it's, they're really good chemistry. Like really, it's really sweet. I'm going to throw out another one that's probably more of a com-rom, but I'm surprised Juno wasn't mentioned at all. So on, it was on my long list for sure. I love Juno. I love. Do you have your long list? I, I actually got rid, I ripped it out. Oh. Because it was, I, it was huge. Like it was like a whole page. I love Juno a lot. I love Jason Bateman, Jennifer Garner, like, right? Like, it's, I don't know. It's a really sweet movie. I just didn't think of it as much of a comedy. Like, I was like, I don't know. Is that is there a comedy? I'm not sure. Yeah. Romantic. Rom-drom. Yeah. Eddie. It's so true. It was on Lisa's list, too. Do you know? It's a big list. There's a lot of good movies, right? Yeah. And this list could change. Like, I could... By next week, be like, I want to take something off. Uh, your honorable mention you haven't even said. Oh, Notting Hill? Yeah. Anything Julia Roberts. I mean, I don't even know where you go, where you pick. Like, you have um, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Yeah, that one you could put in. Notting Hill. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What's the one? Oh, Runaway Bride. Pretty um, Woman. Pretty Woman. Like, she's got a lot of rom-coms. So I was like, I almost don't even want to get into, like, hers because I wouldn't even know where to go from that. Just derail. Derailment. All right. Ready to pick our next movie? Yes. All right. Who is going to pick the depressing one? I know. Can we just get... My dream is that we we get both Avengers. Avengers and Guardians. (laughs) 43. 43. Apocalypse Now. Holy shit. Are you serious? It's like they just want me to be depressed. We have so many like fun movies. Yeah. Uh, I did not pick one of the fun movies, so we're going double depressing. Number twenty-three, Saving Private Ryan. Oh my god! Why he- are they both war movies? Heavy week next week. Oh my god, we're gonna have to do something war, like best war movies, or I don't know, something war. Really? You don't want to go the other way and just oh, be like, yeah, what's the funnest movie? <laughs> what's the movie that made you laugh the hardest 
That's good, actually. The number one movie that made you cry and laugh at the same time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess we shouldn't, because it'll be like war, war, war. Death. Braveheart. Ah, stabbing. Oh, boy. Is the new Game of Thrones show coming out? I haven't. Dad told me there's a trailer for yeah, it. there's a trailer for it. I haven't watched it. Nope, me either. Still need to watch Marvel's What If. I know. We're really behind. Survivor's going well. Survivor's going well. Especially the game within the game is pretty cool. It's so fun, right? I know. That's why we have to watch it on Wednesdays, though. So we play. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because you want to play it. It's really fun. I love Survivor. They've done a really good job this year. I'm trying to. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to throw out to you that uh, there's an Amazon Prime series about the Toronto Maple Leafs last season. Yeah, started October 1st. I, I watched it, like finished it. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's five episodes and they're like 40, 40 to 50 minutes Still per episode. Still impressive. Not okay. like in one day. It's been like a few days. Um, I would definitely recommend watching it. I think it's actually really, no. even if you know going into it that the Leafs lost. What? Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. Damn it. Uh, the series is still worth it. And the amount of like the characters you get to see. Oh, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather watch that than actual sports. Like I like the like documentary like kind of style. Yeah. I mean, way better. If you watch it, I will just say expect a lot of swearing. There's okay. a lot of swearing, especially like a bunch of like bro hockey. Like there's if Boys, if, eh? if you want to do this is going to be a fun game. Anyone listening, if you want a drinking game, it, whether or not you care about this, I wouldn't say drink every time you hear fuck because there's a lot of fucks. Every time you hear fucking A specifically, okay. That's... you probably get trashed. Wow. Even just without... It, it's just so specific to hockey players. Let's just go fucking A. That's, oh my God, boys, eh? Boys yeah. are so funny. They are. Yeah. So... Do you got? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, we watched The Guilty on the weekend. It's a new Netflix the, with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he plays say, the nine one one operator. Listen, I'm not going to say this is like the best movie I've ever seen. It wasn't, but there is something very intriguing about the fact that he is literally the only character. Like you, you might see a like a line every now and then from like one or two people in the nine one one. What you don't see any other scene. So he's dealing with this whole scene, but you're not seeing it. You're just hearing it and stuff. And so in that way, I've never seen anything quite like it. And there was something really intriguing about it. And he did a really good job. But I wouldn't say it was like, holy crap, that was the best movie I've ever seen. But it it is almost worth checking out because of just the how well he does that on his own. I've never seen a movie where like one person's basically caring the entire movie yeah. like where nothing else is being shown or happening it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. especially the first hour you're really but then it does kind of get like all right whatever there's a really good twist in it though there's a real i did not i did not see that coming really good twist so i think that's all i've really watched because i was out away right that's what we watched lisa and i together also everyone is talking about squid game squid game we i don't know we have to watch it because it's all i've heard about it's number one in non netflix it's all everyone is talking about right now i hate being out of the know i know but like i still have to watch ted lasso you have to watch ted lasso like you have to it would make me so happy there might be a gap between season four and season five of kim's convenience for me that 
we might have time to watch like, it. You will literally be able to watch it. Like you could watch the first season in like a few hours though. Cause they're only 20 minutes or yeah. whatever, like 25 minutes. And there's only eight or 10 of them. I don't know. There's not very many. Like mm. you can literally whip it off in a few hours and you will want to, because it's just so special. I know I'm trying to get Lisa to watch it too. Lisa watch Ted Lasso. Everybody should watch Ted Lasso. Adult Care Bears. They're so sweet. It's so good. All right. That's all you got? That's all I got. All right. And besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.